Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, it's the friend zone. Where Tim and Guy come to the friend zone. And have a good time. Yes, it's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy. Because making friends is the best idea of all time. Hello and welcome to... The friend zone with Tim and Guy. Um, how you going? Yeah, I'm really good, man. I'm in uh, Montreal at the tail end of the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival, and uh, I am about to pack my bag and get on an aeroplane. Get this: it's got a few connections. I'm going Montreal mm-hmm. to Toronto, Toronto to London, London mm-hmm. to Edinburgh. It's uh, like you're not flying that mu- that longer distance to do that many stops. Yeah, to be yeah. honest, it's not how I like my itineraries to look. But the important mm-hmm. thing is the start and end point, and uh, I'm very excited to get to Scotland. I have had a good time here. I haven't really got to speak to you much, Tim. How are you? How's Auckland, mate? We're here and we're doing well. Everything's groovy. Um, what to report? Not a lot to report, guy. Everything's just ticking over. A uh, little chilly at the moment, it being winter. Uh, yeah. No, we're good. That's life. Have you uh, done any like cool touristy activities in your own hometown? Hmm. Cool touristy activities. Not lately, but brisk for that. Trying to get okay, back into yeah. running. I've loosely committed to a half marathon. There's a nifty hey. little... Uh, there's a nifty little... Um, TV series that TVNZ have done about the history of New Zealand comedy, which I'm enjoying. It's, um, ah, yeah. I read a review you wrote of the companion book. It was a well-written yeah, review, this. Thank you. Um, well, firstly, they said, can you write a piece about this book? So I was purposefully not writing a review, and then they released it, and they were like, here's Tim reviewing the book. And I was like, oh, I thought you told me not to do that, so I didn't. Um, nah. I, I read that goddamn... I read that 300-page book in three days, and I'm a very slow reader because I wanted to beat the first episode coming out, and then they sat on the story for seven days before they put it online. God well, damn it. that's life. That's life. Um, hey, uh, so you're probably wondering to yourself, what the fuck's going on with this podcast? And you'd be right to wonder because uh, we don't know. But what I do know is that 
Uh, we're going to chuck on Overlooked and Undercooked Season 1. <coughs> um, just to give you a tasty little morsel of some stuff that's on there. We're going to be very soon featuring an episode of a podcast called Cult Popture, which is um, uh, two other Kiwi dudes who do a proper film podcast. They're very funny. They're very good. So we'll give you a little taste of that. They're also on the Little Empire Podcast Network. Um, and they're from Christchurch, our hometown. Guy. Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. You know I love it. Mm. Um, but right now we are delving into the mailbag to look at some very uh, apologetically old letters that have been sent to wow. us by the medium of the internet. You know what? You say that, but the the more we read, the closer we get to the... Pre- I mean, you know, messages come in at roughly the same pace as we release friend zones, but one day... I imagine a world where we are existing in the present day alongside our mailbag. So thank you to everyone who's written. Please keep writing. And to keep all, writing. The, all of the messages that have slipped through the cracks, I say this, it's not our fault. Hey, boys. I hope it's cool to message you on here. Absolutely is. I've recently started paying the boys on Patreon, so I thought I'd drop you a line. Started, yes. listening in, started listening in November after Death Plot, and since then you boys have been my go-to, get this, Tim, Falling Asleep podcast. Love it. I'll I've been take li- it. I, I, uh, I fall asleep to, if it's not silence, or you know, if I'm not just feeling tired, I often fall asleep to uh, Peep Show or the UK Office. So nice. I take it as a vote of confidence. Um. I've been listening along to this season and catching up on the old stuff, and I'm always completely caught up. I don't know what I'm going to do next. I didn't realize what a trial you boys were going through till I ended up having to watch some of Sex and the City for class a few weeks ago. I honestly don't know how you've done it, you absolute mad lads. Even weirdo was doing the reading for the class and being confronted with quotes from Michael Patrick King, which is a weird way of spelling Mattress Pikelet King, but whatever. If you'll allow me to get sentimental for a second, I'm currently studying abroad in the Netherlands. I don't have loads of friends. My boyfriend broke up with me last month because I'm non-binary. The potty stopped me from going down too dark a hole in my own head, as well as kept me company through mogging out on that good Dutch kush. Thanks for keeping me sane, even at the cost of your own sanity. I've provided you with listener data from five European countries so far, with another three to go in the next month. Not sure what you'll be doing after the end of the season four, but I'll be looking forward to seeing it. Love every moment, love every day. Hail Brady the Rat King, etc. From your friend, M. Uh, M, thank you so much. I'm glad to hear we could be of some use and companionship in a less than ideal period of your life. Being abroad is hard, but ultimately really fun. Uh, and you seem to have a so pretty good... breakups. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true, actually, and eventually really fun. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) To a degree, but uh, yeah, Yeah. no, uh, happy to help. We have, Tim and I have got, uh, we haven't made any uh, noises or announcements about it yet, but we have sort of loosely agreed upon uh, a concept that should be less arduous for us and hopefully just as entertaining for you. Uh, yeah, we... I don't know if it'll be less arduous, which is why we need to <laughs> we need to chat about it. But we'll we'll get to that later. But M, my nine binary sibling from another mibling, you are in our hearts and minds. Love and respect to you. Love. And I have respect. a letter from Ranger. Ranger writes, "Dear Tim, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and Guy Montgomery, Alabama." 
I have a very important question. Is it possible Big doesn't go through with the wedding because he knows Carrie is going insane and has invented Louise? Does he look when Carrie talks, quote, to Louise? Perhaps concerned? Does Big ever directly address Louise? If so, he uh, does he do it? as one would humour a child by talking to their imaginary friend. You've always said that Big didn't have a real reason to leave Carrie at the altar, but maybe it was right there the whole time. Thank you for your help. Feel free to say my name. Ranger. P.S. I have a problem, but I can't tell you what it is. Do you have any advice for me? Please keep it general. <laughs> yeah, i got some advice if you have a problem. Here's my advice. Most problems can be solved. Not all, but a lot. By breaking it down into its constituent parts. If you've got a big complicated problem, you've you, you got to get a pen and a paper out, write what the problem is at the top of the page, and then write some subheadings. And then under those subheadings, write some smaller headings. And then before you know it, you've finished the exam, you've handed in on time, and it only took like two Ritalin. I've also got a suggestion. What you do is just uh, shrink it down until it exists only in soft focus at the back of your mind. And uh, it will occasionally pop up and terrify you. But there'll be periods of time where you don't even think about it at all. And uh, eventually it will disappear. Or take over your life and totally railroad all of the hard work you've done to get to where you are today. It's a real roll of the dice. Um. I would probably follow Tim's advice on that one. I was being a touch facetious. Uh, yeah, I don't think mine's terribly good advice either. In, in terms of Louise, um, we only came up with the theory because there is no other character that interacts with Louise. So no, at no point does Big share a screen or uh, conversation with her. So that answers that. Uh, do you mind if I go on to another one, Guy? I don't mind. David writes... Hi, Tim and Guy. Just wanted to say, while I initially was worried that the season would be beating Dead Horse and not as funny, I am happy I was wrong. This season had some of the funniest moments so far. My personal favorite being Guy's comments on Leafs and their use in film. I don't remember that, personally. Also, your theories on Carrie's imaginary friends was also really good. I just quickly I actually want- like to insert myself here to the theory uh, outlined in the last letter that Big might leave Carrie because she knows that she's becoming cracked. Um, Louise does not enter Carrie's uh, conscious or subconscious until well after she's been jilted by Big. So uh, while I appreciate the speculation, uh, it is within the world of the film that is not a possibility. Or, I mean, he he could have seen the early signs, but... uh, she doesn't really start hanging out with Louise until well after Big jilts her. There we go. If anyway. anything, Big might be Louise in some ways. Uh, I also want you to know that I can no longer listen to the podcast at the gym since last time I did. I was doing bench presses and I nearly dropped the weights on myself because I was laughing so hard. And I don't want my accidental death to be on your hands. By the way, I think the term you guys are looking for with regards to the suicide talk in the last episode is the call of the void. Uh, just like tonight, this was sent on the 17th of April. Um, and there's a Wikipedia uh, link. All the best, David. P.S. When you guys are done this season, I hope you two keep podcasting together because you two make a great duo. Although, for your own sanity, watching a movie three times a week might not be the best progression. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, nothing to argue with there. Um, 
thank you for the for the message. And yeah, I'm I'm in June, by the way, Tim. So we're we're really up and we're down here. Apart. Well, then let yeah. me do three to everyone you do. This one's short. It's a donation from Andrew, who said, "Good on you for getting back in, you crazy fucks." Cheers, Andrew. God bless you. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Are you going to read one? I just did. Ah, nice. Sorry, I was I was scouting this next one that I'm going to read. So this is um, a long, or not a long time ago, but in early April this year, we got a message from an artist who was telling us about uh, they're a painter and they spend a lot of their day in the studio listening to the worst idea of all time while working on their art. I remember. Mm. And now they can't look at some of the paintings without connecting them to the episodes that were... Um, got to sell them. Yeah, but so that's uh, that is really uh, cool. And then on the twelfth of June, they've sent a follow up message because I I said uh, I'd love to see some of the art. It says, "Hey guy, thanks for reading my message on the friend zone. It's so nice of you guys to say you're interested in seeing my artwork. As requested, here's a link to my Instagram. You can find my paintings and other work on there." Um, also I'd love to come to one of your live shows one day so if you and Tim are able to make it over to London sometime let us know cheers <gasps> Amy well Amy as well you know on news. September the 6th Tim and I will be doing a live show as part of the London Podcast Festival uh, and for anyone who wants to check out her art which is actually really awesome uh, she has some really cool <laughs> portraits it's a really 
quite a cool and distinct style. Uh, it is Amy Gillies or Amy Gillies Art. So that's A M Y G I L L I E S A R T. And yeah, I remember. I remember thinking at the time, I loved it so much. I make a monthly Spotify playlist so that. Uh, you know, every there's no real cohesion to them, but it means that a year or two years down the line, I can listen back to some of the songs and they really place me uh, at where I was in my life, geographically and mentally at the time. And so it's interesting to think of podcasts serving the same function as music. It's like an incredible mm. mood adjuster. Uh, so thank you for corresponding. And yeah, check out that Instagram. There's some really cool paintings on there. I've just followed Amy Gilly's art. There's some good shit on here. I love it. Love art. Andrew, dear, Timbley, Wimbley, Guy Bleu, and Brochet, the knife, sandwich spread. I have enjoyed your many emotional arcs since the beginning of season one. As a self-appointed amateur knife guy like Timbo Baggins, I recently came across a model-slash-style of knife for the first time recently that is both a clever design and kiwi like you two. Three, including Brochet, as is now the adopted third co-host. Am I saying that right? I've forgotten how I was pronouncing. How was I, I think, saying? I was yeah, saying you're saying Brochet because you were trying to yeah. say Brioche. Or brooch, maybe. <laughs> I can't remember. Attached to the photos of the peasant knife made in New Zealand with its interesting tang flying out the back of the hinge. You might want to consider it iteration number five, should anything eventually happen to Brochet. Uh, if this makes it on the friend zone, say my name, say my name. Keep it frosty, fellas. This is from Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Fucking good-looking pl- knife. Please stop trying to ply Tim with knives. Um, really good. Dear it's Tim and Guy. like an orange plastic handle. It's small, but it's sharp-looking. I just finished watching the abomination of a film titled We Are Your Friends. This is from the 15th of June. There's literally nothing about this film I enjoyed. Plot? No. Characters? No. Music? No. Costumes? No. Literally nothing. I just quickly like to insert myself here. I was recently, uh, I was by the pool here at the the hotel I've been staying at, and they were blasting the sort of music that you're pretty much playing the Where Are Your Friends soundtrack, you know, across the speakers. Awesome. um, While I wasn't necessarily enjoying it, I could in that moment see how people like I, I experienced a glimpse or a feeling of what that culture is like and understood the function of the music and you know mm. could see the sorts of people who were getting into it uh so Brilliant. don't know what that is to do with anything but there you go at this point i'd like <laughs> to acknowledge that i did not expect to enjoy the movie but i was hoping to find at least one as you would say shining light i've already watched the other three films you've analyzed over the years all of them are definitely not great movies but none truly as terrible as we are your friends at least with sex in the cities one and two i had built up enough goodwill over the years of watching the tv show to like elements of the movies and genuinely genuinely enjoy myself at times throughout despite carrie being the muppet she is grown-ups too although downright dumb and at one point while watching my boyfriend did state this is terrible why are you watching this at least had enough fond memories of the sandler of old to recognize the attempts at humor we Are Your Friends was such garbage to watch and the characters so unlikable that I struggled to comprehend how you managed to watch it so many times, you fucking psychopaths. Apologies for my outburst. My anger should be directed towards the film, but instead you frosty fellas took the blow. Your podcast is one of my greatest sources of joy in the world. My favorite episode would have to be the most recent episode, one with Jen Fricker. She's a great addition to the team and would love to have her on the potty again. 
I also love the idea of her cancelling Guy. Now that's great comedy. <laughs> Keep up the phenomenal work. Love you, good boys. Say my name, Amanda Solante. It could be a I hard, like it. It could be a hard C, but I'm it's a go green with light. Solante. Solante, it's a green light for me. Um, Amanda, that message fills my heart with pride and sadness for you. Um, that we're your your biggest source of joy. But I'm just gonna keep it positive and say thank you ever so much. This super lovely to hear. Isn't that nice? Isn't that all that we two aspiring comedians could hope for, guy? Yeah, I think it's uh, well, no, but it's certainly part of the parcel. <laughs> Marianne writes, "Hey." Been listening to you since close to the beginning, and at the risk of being boring, I will reiterate what many of your listeners have said. I've relied on your podcast to get me through many boring and anxious times, but, you know, I think it may be time to call it a day, for your sake. I wish you hadn't chosen this particular movie, I wondered about it at the time, and now I'm pretty sure it's a shitty movie to watch over and over again. If you go, I would will miss you. You and Guy are sort of a magic duo. Magnificent, soulful. Thanks. <laughs> really, really enjoyed the cadence with which that was written. Yeah. Here's one from... Uh, now, I would say uh, this is probably a soft J, so probably Yarn, Yarny or Yarn. J-A-R-N-E. How would you go with that, Guy? Say it again. J A R N E. Yeah, I'd say Yane. 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 Dear Timberly and Groot Guy, my name is. Oh, here we go. Uh, well, Yane, pronounced, I guess, as Yana. Oh, there we go, with an emphasis on the ya. Yana. Yana. It's Yana. From Belgium. And yes, you say my name. I've heard of your podcast when I was listening to my favorite podcast, Thrilling Adventure Hour, and the table reading of Grown Ups 2 Play. To this day, that episode is my comfort food. I've listened to it many more times than any other episode on any podcast. I'm sending this mail as some sort of time capsule to myself. I started listening to your podcast in 2017, but only to season two, as season one was moved at the time, and I didn't have any interest in We Are Your Friends at the time. But now I wanted to listen back to your podcast starting again from the beginning. So I went through your whole year of Sex in the City 2 again and then determined to continue onwards to where you guys are at now. Currently, I'm at Friendzone 22 and I'm curious in which episode you are going to read my mail and when I'm going to listen to it when I get there. I also wanted to say <laughs> that last Sunday I went out to eat churros. There's an Easter fair at the moment. <laughs> And when I went to get some, the episode where Guy was talking about his cyst was on. I was talk he was talking about the abscess and the pockets of pus that formed above the cyst while I was eating my delicious churros. I was imagining all that stuff. The pus squirting out. The pockets. All this while enjoying those sweet, sweet churros. I was disappointed that there was no visual stuff I could watch with my churros. What? Anyway, sending you all my love, and I'm curious to season four. I hear it's Sex in the City 1, and I want to hear what's happening with Brady the Rat King, Coffee Guy, and Steve. Love from Belgium. Oh, wow. What a joy. Fucking top message. Love that email. That is a belter. Uh, I got... I got, There are a few more here, but I got one uh, I'm going to read 
and then um, Head it up. I'm going to have to get out of here. But it goes like this. Hey, fellas, my fiance and I said that we won't be able to make it to any of your shows stateside. So we checked your donation equal to two tickets that we would have bought if we could have gone. Aww. That's very sweet of you. So uh, nice. Anyway, in a recent episode, Guy recalled pooping the tub as a child. My friends, I too crossed this grim threshold as a young boy. I remember looking down at what I had wrought and was old enough to realize I just completely played myself. I think what I remember the most vividly is the disappointed look in my mother's eye when she saw what I'd done, when she realized that the son whose intelligence she once held in high regard was no longer sitting in bathwater, but a large toilet bowl of his own creation. Best of luck on your tour through the States. If you happen to pass through San Fran and are looking for something to do, we'd love to buy you both a meal or a drink. I no longer poop in tubs, so I can guarantee a good degree of cleanliness and hygiene. Please don't say my name, but feel free to make one up for me <laughs> as you see fit. And that one comes from David Cronenberg. <laughs> it's Scooter, the tub pooper. Um, I, I, even if we had read this in a timely manner, I'm not going to trust a man who shits in a tub. I'm not going to have a drink with that person. You can go what? by yourself, guy. You have a drink with me all the time, Tim, and I've shat the tub. Yeah, that's true. Hey, can we round off on a um, long one that I'm going to read quickly from Scott? Wish you would. To the boys, fuck. MRI, bonsai, stir-fry, necktie, firefly, lorelei, pumpkin pie, nearby bonsai, french fry, alley, raisin rye, Wi-Fi, war cry guy... And Tim Travel. I think that he really colours inside the lines actually means the opposite of what you've been saying on the podcast. I think it means that he's very particular about where his cum goes. <laughs> I denote the spelling in this email as R-E-A-L-L-Y, the synonym of very. If she said he really colours inside outside the lines, that would logically mean that he comes all over. But she said that he really comes inside the lines, so it should mean the opposite of that. Unfortunately, this raises more questions than it answers. The weird thing is that if that's the most characteristic thing about how he has sex, what does that mean? How precise, <laughs> how precise is it even possible to be? Does he frantically reach for a napkin afterwards and make sure there aren't... There, isn't anywhere else except for his designated target area? Does he come on a painter's palette and then make pictures on her body or on various objects in the room? He paints their pictures with his penis or with an actual paintbrush or maybe an eyedropper. Does he make tiny drawings under a microscope using a needle or a syringe to apply and shape the cum on a canvas in order to push the limits of how precisely a human being can colour? Does he try to recreate famous paintings using only his cum? Is he making the Mona Lisa? I worry that you suffer too much for your art, but I love the podcast and I'll keep listening as long as you keep making it. Live every live every love, day every moment, Scott. P.S. I'm only on episode 19 of this season as I'm writing this email, so I may be repeating something that's already been said on the podcast. If so, I apologize for the redundancy. P.P.S. I'm the one who sent the massive wall of text email you read a while back. Sorry for that. Got a bit carried away. P.P.P.S. Feel free to not read aloud all the postscripts at your discretion. We're here now, Scott, and I'm at the end of the email. God bless you for that horrifying depiction of what is possible with one man's artistic integrity 
and his jism. <laughs> well, I would like to say uh, thank you for that disgusting correspondence. Um, a real sort of, I felt like when Tim was in the raptures of reading it and I was in the raptures of listening to it, I felt what it might feel like to listen to the podcast where I was like, well, I kind of see what you're doing. And yes, a little bit of me finds it funny, but this is truly (laughs) disgusting and unnecessary. Uh, So thank you so much to all of our friends who have listened, who have written. Thank you to Tim. Thank you to whoever invented the microphone a piece of technology without which we would not be able to record ourselves. If Shout you out to that person. Uh, in Edinburgh or heading along towards that direction for the Fringe, please come and check out my solo show. I was part of the problem before we were talking about it. It is at 8.55 every night. Or also come and check out Snort, a New Zealand improv show every night at 11pm. We'd love to see you. And if you're in Auckland, um, on a Wednesday night, come to my new comedy show. It's a lineup show every Wednesday hosted by me called Hump Comedy. It's only $10. Always good. Um, we will see some of you folks in London, but we'll be on the airwaves before then. Uh, in the stream, you're going to be... Oh, wait. I did this at the start, didn't I? Did you? I did. Yeah, you did. Well, it's hard It's hard to keep track of everything. But look, there's going to be some content in here. You're going to love it. I love you. And uh, we'll talk to you guys very soon. Good night. Well, it's the Friend Zone. With Tim and Guy come to the Friend Zone. And have a good time. Yes, it's the Friend Zone. With Tim and Guy. Because making friends is the best idea of all time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.